This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, hello, good morning, welcome to the Good and Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show, episode 98 in a row. 98? 98? 93. I lose track of how many shows I've done. I'm gradually, gradually going insane with the amount of shows. It's not even the fact that, like, there's so many. It's also the fact that they're all live. Like I can't. I don't edit them. I don't change them. I come on every morning and speak to you guys straight without any mistakes. I say without many mistakes. You know what I mean? Without being able to make a mistake because I'm live <laughs> every single day. All the shows are live. Every single one of them. Um, bar like the not point not not one percent of like a two couple of vlogs I've done. But that's about it. And yeah, so episode 93 uh, of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Good morning. I hope you're well. I hope that you're happy that you've made this part of your morning routine. Thank you to everyone that tunes in every single day. And I hope that you will continue to join us throughout the season. Of course, there will be a point when these shows finish and that we won't have these transfer shows for a period because, you know, transfer window doesn't last forever. So I hope you do choose to stick around throughout the season with us, guys. And uh, and you never know, we may end up doing some morning shows and stuff as well. There's, there's stuff planned for the season. Don't worry. We've got you. We've got your stuff. Um, let's crack on, though, and start off with, obviously, if you want to help support the channel, you can vote for us in the uh, in the FCAs. And uh, you can do that by tweeting. I am voting for at the Guna Talk TV in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best club creator. Thank you, by the way, to those of you. There's been a few people that have been voting every day. Um, I don't know if they count. I don't know if that if that works. Um, probably doesn't. But <laughs> thank you uh, to those that have been voting every day, despite having already voted a good 20 odd times prior. Thank you so much. It genuinely means the world. Keep doing it. You know, just keep keep going. We. We just, I'd just love to get a nomination. Would be great. Um, it's, yeah, taking part is is wonderful. <laughs> but I'd, I'd love to get nominated. It'd be great. Uh, and of course, you can if you don't have Twitter, vote for us uh, with the information in the description as well. And actually, we've got another show coming up for you guys uh, in a little bit as well. Uh, I'm going to be joined by the one and only 
Ask blog a little bit later on this morning, 10 a.m. So in literally two hours' time, I'm going to be back here having a chat with Andrew, a.k.a. Ask blog about kind of the choices that Arsenal are making in the window, uh, specifically about the likes of Joe Willock, Granite Jacker's contract, James Madison being a priority over Erdegaard, the right-back situation, whether Chambers is enough, lots of stuff and more. Um, so make sure you join me in a couple of hours' time to have a chat with Ask blog, uh, who I'm sure lots of you guys know who Andrew is. Um, and if you don't, go follow him at Arsblog on, on Twitter. I'm sure you already do. But uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting one and a great chat, I am sure, uh, as per. We're doing these like every month now, so it's really good to, to have a chat with Andrew. Anyway, let's let's go on to the news. Um, we start off with Granite Xhaka. Now, I did do a show with some amazing guys yesterday, Chris, Alex, uh, and King yesterday from our members. Our Discord server came on and we did the Arsenal Transfer podcast yesterday. Uh, and we talked about Granite Xhaka's new contract. Chris Wheatley reported that he has signed a new four-year deal with the team yesterday, in fact. And uh, obviously there was a reaction, uh, as you'd expect from Arsenal fans. We, we, we love a reaction, we do. Uh, the way that this is broken down, and I read the article by The Athletic as well, who basically said that this is a new deal at, to an, at least 2024. So what that means is he has two years currently left on his deal. He would have run out in 2023. The contract extends that till at least 2024. So it's a one-year extension. And by putting the words at least, and by Chris Wheatley telling us that it's a four-year deal, it makes me feel, and from the powers of deduction, that that fourth year in the contract is an option. Uh, so Arsenal can choose to take up that year if they want to, um, but it's not kind of set in stone right now. It's how I've interpreted the article by The Athletic from the information given to us by Chris Wheatley. So it's like all that's happened basically is that when you call it a four-year contract, it, I think it takes out of context. He's already got two years left on his deal. We're extending it by one more year, and then there's an option for a fourth year uh, on, on that. Now, the reaction to this has obviously been quite wide-ranging. I'm not going to go into loads of detail on it because we're going to talk about it with our blog a little bit later on today. But in my mind, I mean, Xhaka was our best midfielder last season. <laughs> Let's not forget that. And if we lose him, we would have to replace him. And I still think we should replace and upgrade on him if we can. Um, <laughs> it's proving more difficult than it seems to, to improve on central midfield. And if we were to lose Granite Xhaka and just bring one guy in, all we'd have is Lukonga and, and El Nenny. I understand why we're doing it. I also don't think accepting 12 million euros from Roma is smart. Less than 10 million quid for a player of Granite Xhaka's quality is frankly idiotic to, to, to accept. They didn't want to pay any more than that. We're in a pandemic. We're being affected by all those things. I understand the choice um, in extending his deal. I just think that we still need to upgrade, um, and that's important. But anyway, as I said, I'm going to go into a lot more detail about this with Ask Blog in about two hours' time. Um, Joe Willock, of course, uh, still uh, very much an Arsenal player, but uh, reports from, I believe, The Telegraph claiming that uh, Newcastle are willing to, despite having a very limited budget this summer, pay at the £22 million asking price, which is around €25 million, Euros, I believe, for those that are interested. Um, but £22 million quid for Joe Willock, I tell you, if it means that we can sign a Madison, I'm all up for it. But if it's 22 million quid and we don't do anything with that 22 million this summer, I'm kind of inclined to say that we probably should have kept it. I don't know why that we'd accept a bid for a player if we're not going to use that money. The 22 million pounds, I think, is a, a good fee. If you think about it, he had six months in the Premier League where he really showed his value. If you'd have said what is his value in January of 2021, I don't think. I don't think I'd criticise you for saying it's less than 10. 
He hadn't shown anything really. His contract was running down. He'd had a few Premier League experiences. He was struggling. So to get 22 million for Joe Willock, I think is a decent deal, especially in the, the current climate. But I just don't see the point if we're not going to use that money, you know, elsewhere. That that's where I kind of struggle with the Joe Willock. If you were telling me that the money used, uh, the money we got from Willock sale meant that we were using it in a deal to sign a Madison or a Martinez or a Gimaraes then yeah, I'll be all up for it. But there's no guarantees of that right now. And I feel like we may need to assess this one if he does indeed go at the end of the window and we'll wait and see. We move on to Reese Nelson, who is uh, garnering interest from Crystal Palace. And Sky Sports have now indeed confirmed the story that Crystal Palace and Patrick Vieira would like to take Reese Nelson on loan. They're building quite a, an interesting young squad, our Crystal Palace. They've already got Aberici Eze, who is injured and going to miss kind of most of the first half of the season. But they brought, brought in Michael Elise. Uh, from Reading, really good bit of business there. They brought in Joachim Anderson from Lyon, who had a really good season at Fulham last year. And to see them linked to Reese Nelson isn't surprising. I think it would be a good move for him. And on loan, you know, would I rather a permanent fee? Sure, but the loan, if I'm looking at the bright side, would allow us to see what he might do with a full Premier League season. If he comes back after a good Premier League season, do I see him staying? No, I don't, because we've got so many options in wide areas. This is the best option. Is the best art chance for for him. They've lost Townsend. He's gone to Everton. They've lost players. Zaha's still there. They need added kind of threat in that wide area. And Nelson, I think, is a good option for them. So I wish him the best if he does indeed go. And I hope he does succeed massively so for the benefit of Arsenal. We move on to the possible ints. And Martin Erdegaard has been basically told... Um, that if he is going to go, Real Madrid would like a buyback clause in his deal. Now, Real Madrid have a a good history with buyback clauses. Uh, if you want to do some research into buyback clauses in Real Madrid, go have a look at the story of Casemiro and Porto. It's a very interesting one about how they loaned him. Uh, they then activated an option to buy. And in that clause of an option to buy, Real Madrid still managed to have a buyback inserted and they bought him back after Porto activated an option to buy from the loan, which is quite a crazy scenario. They've also got options, uh, kind of buyback clauses with the whole Morata situation, which happened as well with Juventus and Atletico Madrid and Chelsea. Everything was involved with that. Um, but yeah, they, they've got a studied history with with buyback clauses. So it's unsurprising that they'd want a buyback clause if he was to leave, Martin Erdegaard. Um, but obviously, this doesn't seem to be our priority attacking midfield option right now. But that's the report from Spain is that Real Madrid were to let Erdegaard go, they would want a buyback clause inserted into the contract. Now, Andre Onana was linked to Arsenal previously earlier on in the window, um, but he doesn't look like he's going to be signing for Arsenal. In fact, he does look like he's going to be signing for Lyon. However, there has been a slight twist in this. Get French Football News did report yesterday that a deal between Lyon and Ajax had been agreed. However, the Cameroonian goalkeeper has said that he would prefer to wait until January before making a move, which is slightly strange. I guess I got a ban until the kind of November, early November. And so obviously it does make sense that he would maybe want to wait a bit. But, you know, surely you'd rather be in and settled with the team that you're signing for in those months, get into training and then start in November. It doesn't look like anyway he's going to be signing for Arsenal. Uh, for those of you that wanted him to be signing for Arsenal, including myself. Um, so that looks like it's a bit of a far-fetched idea. But Leon have agreed a deal with Ajax is, is the reports, but it doesn't mean a move will take place this summer. 
Renato Sanchez, <laughs> um, another player that I'm not necessarily massively keen on, uh, still being linked with the move to Arsenal, French media claiming, actually, sorry, Italian media claiming uh, that Arsenal were looking to make a bid for the Portuguese international from Lille. Um, I've spoken about him at length. We've talked about him in our tactical breakdown about him. I don't think it would be the best move. I mean, if it was him or no one, sure. But I think there are better players to go for in central midfield. I think he doesn't offer enough going forwards. He doesn't offer enough defensively. He's very good technically and on the ball. But I don't think he gives us enough in the final third. I don't think he offers enough in defensive third. So I think there are players that are out there that would do a much better job. If we were to sign him, back him 100%, as with any player that pulls on that red and white shirt. But I just think there are better options, and I'm not sure how legit these links are from Italy either. But they are suggesting in Italy that Arsenal are thinking about making a bid for Renato Sanchez. So there you go. Um, we were told a few weeks ago or a few months ago that it was a done deal by some. Didn't happen. Uh, Latano Martinez has, of course, been linked to Arsenal for some time now, a couple of weeks. Uh, Telegraph broke the story. The Athletic confirmed the inquiry. Uh, and now with the <laughs> Harry Kane situation, it has complicated things a bit. Um there was some interesting claims yesterday made that the deal was further along the line than I certainly am aware that it is. Um, other than an inquiry, there's been no bids, no personal terms have been agreed, nothing of an advanced nature has been sorted um, with this deal. Do I think it will happen? I said someone, I think it was, who was it? Let me give them credit. Someone tweeted me this morning and asked me how likely I thought it was that we would get this deal done. Carl Logan at Carl Logan 75 on Twitter. And I said probably about three out of 10. I just can't see this. Um, I just can't see this deal being something that Arsenal would do this summer. I don't see a way out for Lacazette right now. I don't see a way out for uh, a Bamiang right now. And so I just, don't see this happening. Um, it might happen. I just can't see it. So I gave it a three out of 10 in terms of likelihood. I just don't think it's something that Arsenal are going to get done this summer. I think the more likely player is someone we're going to talk about in a second. I'm just not sure that Arsenal are going to, you know, be able to spend this amount of money without moving a lot of players on it. I don't know where those players are going to be moved on right now because we're, we're still so slow at selling, quite rightly, because it's really hard to sell this window. But I just don't see this deal as as you know likely right now. It might change. I hope it does. I'd love it. But uh, I just don't see it as realistic right now. Our final story of the day is, of course, around James Madison. And of the two big marquee deals that Arsenal could get done, one being Martinez, the other seemingly being Madison, this looks like a more likely deal that Arsenal could get done, according to Chris Wheatley. And by the way, massive props to Chris yesterday. He broke... A number of stories exclusively. Uh, massive congrats to him on, on the hard work. And uh, he reported that Arsenal have indeed made a bid uh, with a player uh, as a kind of a cash plus player kind of scenario. But Arsenal aren't the only London club interested. Now, you'd imagine that might be Chelsea. I think that you'd imagine it would be Chelsea. Um, I'm thinking why it would be Spurs and I'm struggling. They've just brought in Brian Gilles. They've got Ndombele, although that doesn't look like it's certain. I'm, not, I, it's a weird one. I'm not sure. Um, 
you think it would be Chelsea as the other team, but it, you never know. It could be Spurs. He does apparently favour a move to Arsenal, which is you know, great. That's wonderful. Um, and I, I, you know, I always kind of got the sense that Madison likes the idea of a move to Arsenal to be kind of a main man and be that number one figure in in the team. Um, but the idea of Arsenal getting Madison is a wonderful one, and I think it would be a great deal. I love the fact we're going for homegrown players. I think that's fantastic. Um, it's just a lot of money. And I, the, the idea of Arsenal stamp, stamping that amount of money up is is really strange considering how much we've already spent. We've spent 70 million plus already this window, if you remember. Um, and we still need to add a centre mid. We still need to add a backup goalkeeper. Right back is a position that we need to add in. Central midfield, we, we still don't know what's going on with that. There's a lot of positions. So to spend 60 plus mil on a player and then we've still got that business to do, just to me, seems so far-fetched. But you never know. It could happen. But a player plus cash bid has been made, according to Chris. Um, and then the Guardian have also uh, legitimised that further uh, with their story saying that he would actually be keen on a move to Arsenal. So uh, I gave it a 6 out of 10 in terms of likelihood. Um, just because obviously a lot of things can still change and, and, and go around. So there you go. Um, but it's, it's trustworthy sources and uh, ones that you should definitely pay attention to. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this one develops over the next kind of fair few weeks or so. Uh, let's get your thoughts and feelings, though, in the chat box. We move to our final part of the show, which is your question. So if you do indeed have something that's on your mind that you desperately would like to know more about, then please throw the questions into the chat box and we'll try and go through as many for you as feasibly possible. Let's start off with Wes, who says, it's one thing to wish something, but Tom, do you believe we are going to sign or even try to sign another centre-mid after we extended Jacker's contract? For me, it's no number. For me, it's number 10, a backup goalkeeper and a right-back if Hector leaves. Look, I think if with Granite Jacker staying in the central midfield area, as a priority has, has gone down the list. That's what I would say. As I, th I thought with Granite Jacker leaving, central midfield would have been right at the top of Arsenal's list of positions to go for. With Xhaka staying, I think that attacking midfield and goalkeeper have certainly taken a lead on the central midfield position. But I do think that Arsenal would, if the opportunity present, presented itself, sign a um, central midfielder this summer. I've predicted I think Arsenal will make three more signings this summer. One of them may be a central midfielder. We'll wait and see uh, as to what happens. Patrick, no, mate, there's no news on Max Aarons. Uh, again, I know you ask every day. Nothing new uh, on Max Aarons at all. Uh, and Doug, no updates on Bellerin possibly leaving Arsenal. The latest information we had on that was that Bellerin, or rather Arsenal, were kind of warming to the idea of maybe a loan with an option. Uh, Bellerin's uh, representatives were in London the other day to kind of discuss things. The Guardian reported that Arsenal were even weighing up a new contract. I'm not sure how likely that would be, um, but we'll wait and see uh, with that one. But there's no new news on that one. Uh, Neil says, Xhaka had the best one year uh, of five and we want to keep him. Willock had the best six months of three years and we are okay to sell him. Who has more potential? He's only 22. They're different players in different positions. I'm not sure you you extend one and it affects the other. I don't think they, I don't think they're, uh, you know, they're not linked. So I'm not sure that the theory is sound, Neil, unfortunately. I don't think that you can say that you assess those two players very different age brackets, different kind of play styles and positions. 
it's just different scenarios to be honest so uh, and there's different positions that are more stocked and covered and what we want to add to in those areas as well so that's the difficulty with those two harish says now with Xhaka staying it is imperative that we replace el neni who would you replace him with my pick would be to chimeni from monaco uh, i think that el neni will stay to be honest, I don't think Elneny's going to go anywhere. I don't think Elneny's being sold. I think that Elneny's one-year contract is kind of the perfect amount of time left on his deal to ease in, ironically, Aziz. Uh, we were all Aziz, Aziz in, if you if you like. Um, and I think that that's a fine situation. Having Elneny for a year as a backup, and I mean a solid fourth or fifth choice, is fine. Because it gives that time for uh, for Aziz to develop and to come into the team. And Kaya Kainak, again from Football London, who had a mad day yesterday, um, reported that Miguel Aziz has indeed impressed a hell of a lot and therefore will be staying, will not be going out on loan. And he, that, that's great. I, I love that. Uh, I love that Aziz has forced his way into the team. It goes to show how imperative preseason can be. And so for me, Elneny for a year, you let him run down that contract and then Aziz comes in fully in the 2022-23 and takes that place in the squads and gets more minutes gradually. So no problem at all with that whatsoever. Uh, Ife says, uh, am I the only one who thinks Joe Willock shouldn't be sold? No, you're not. There are plenty of people, Ife, don't you worry. He can come from the bench and give us eight goals a season. Um, I'm not sure if Joe Willock wants to do that. That's the problem. I'm not sure he wants to do that. And if you get offered 22 plus million quid for a player that you're planning on sitting on the bench, is it worth taking that if it means that you're going to sign someone of Madison's quality? That's the problem with the situation with Joe. It's a really difficult situation, but it is one I'm going to be discussing with Andrew in about an hour and a half's time. Madge says, Tom, do you think there is some confusion around the terms advanced talks? I've heard some use of it. Uh, when a club just inquired about a player. Yeah, let's go on. Let's discuss this. So Terry from the Football Terrace, who I just to lay out there, Terry's a friend. I've been on his show. Um, but as with any friend, I'm more than open to be critical. I'm more than open to question when someone uses terms that I think are, in my mind, misleading. And I thought the term that Terry used to describe the Latara Martinez situation was a little bit misleading. Uh, the tweet was that Arsenal's move for Martinez is effectively in the advanced stages, was the quote. I don't think that's true. Arsenal haven't made a bid for Martinez. Personal terms have not been agreed with Martinez. Inter haven't accepted any kind of bid because there's not been one. No medical has therefore taken place. There's no deal in place right now. So in my mind, I think it is not fair to describe that deal as advanced stages because all of those things have not taken place. Sure, there might have been some chats, some discussions. There might have been some WhatsApp sent between Edu and Inter's kind of Marotta maybe uh, with the agent of Martinez. Sure, there may have been some discussions behind the scenes unofficially that we don't know about. But to describe the deal as 90% done and towards not the advanced stages, I just don't think is a fair representation to the fans and those that are following someone for information to mislead them like that. So I just don't agree with it. Terry DM'd me afterwards. I'll be very open with you guys about that. And we spoke and we're absolutely fine. It's just 
I just don't think it was a fair representation of that situation. I know that Terry's in a situation where he's reporting on a lot of transfer news. I just think it's important when as many people follow you as, as they do with Terry and as many people that subscribe to this channel like you guys do, that when we talk about information and we talk about transfers, you do it in as a legit way as possible. You guys know I very, very rarely talk about any kind of information that I get. It's only very, very rare because it's half the and like ninety percent of the stuff I hear is never strong enough for me to suggest that it's it's true. I heard from Sasha Tavalieri a couple of months ago, about a month ago, that Lukonga was going to be assessed in pre-season as to whether he would go out on loan or not this year. And I tweeted that out because it came from Sasha. And I told you where the source was. I told you what the source of the information of where it came from was. And now he's obviously impressed massively in pre-season. It looks like he's very much going to stay. And it's just important. It's just important that I feel like if you're going to, if you're going to publish information, don't misbelieve people. Say it as it is. And, and that's it. Like, We've grown the channel to nearly well, over twenty, nearly twenty six thousand subs, nearly nineteen thousand people who follow us on Twitter, and that's great, and that's wonderful, and I love the community that we've built here, um, and I'm sure you guys do as well. But I feel like we've done it through being, you know, level headed and respectful and open and honest about situations. Sure, there might have been a couple of everyone makes mistakes down the line. We're human, but the point is, is that if you're gonna if you're going to inform people about a situation, I just think it's important to be as clear and as legit and level-headed and less clickbaity as possible. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. Hopefully uh, things change. And I think there was an issue with something else that was tweeted a while ago, which I'm not going to bring up. Um, but it's just a case of, yeah, you know, if you're going to report a story, I just think it's you owe the followers that are there the truth and to not mislead them. So, you know, and the thing is, um, and, and I've been accused of it before. I mean, the, the, the Dominic Zoboslai exclusive interview that I released to you guys the other week in which uh, I spoke to the RB Leipzig midfielder about kind of the reason why he chose RB Leipzig. Some people said that the headline of that piece was misleading because in the headline I put Zoboslai explains why he chose RB Leipzig over Arsenal. Now, in the interview, the question to Dominic was... Arsenal and AC Milan were interested in you. Why did you choose RB Leipzig? And he provided me with an answer. And so, therefore, I don't see anything misleading about after asking of the interest of other teams. And he's told me why he's joined someone else, why that would be misleading. The content is there. The context is there. And it was provided in the piece. So there you go. It's, it is what it is for me. Um, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview because I enjoyed writing it and giving it to you guys. And I think it was important that that was put out there. So there you go. Anyway, we've got five more minutes, guys. Let's throw some more questions. Sorry, that took a little bit longer than I thought it would. Uh, Mohit says, Tom, who would be on the bench uh, with the current team? It's actually a pretty good question. If you think about the positions that we've already got, right back, you think Chambers starts. Centre-back, you think Ben White and Gabriel would start if he was fit. So that puts Marie and Holding on the bench. Left-back, Tierney starts. So Tavaj is, is going to be on the bench. Central midfield, if everyone's fit, Partey and Xhaka right now. Maybe Partey and Lokonga. 
Um, so Xhaka or one of Xhaka and uh, Lokonga will be there. You think Willock would be on the bench right now if he stays along with Nketiah? Maybe Balogun if he gets in and Nketiah might be uh, might be going. You've got Saka, you've got Smith Rowe, you've got Pepe. I think all three start until we sign a number 10. And then on the striking position, it's going to be one of Aubameyang or Lacazette that starts on the bench. And Martinelli, of course, I think still will be on the bench, but will be getting more opportunities as the season goes on. You have to think that for Martinelli to get in the team, he's got to be in the team over one of Pepe or Saka. And that's a really hard, that's a really hard kind of position to get in over those two. Some people would say that maybe we should use him as a striker. I'm not as convinced by that. But I think there's, we've got a really strong bench, a growing uh, bench in terms of quality. And I think the first team is improving. The more we just need to add a couple more, two, three, four more players in certain positions, centre mid, backup goalkeeper, right back, uh, attacking midfielder and maybe a striker, but that only depends on who leaves. So there's a lot more still to do, of course. Uh, Chuck says, do we think as a club Arteta has the balls to bench or send to the under-23s of Bamiyan to get his form back and also play the young strikers who are in for? Uh, Chuck, you don't send a player who's out of form to the under-23s. That isn't good management. You send a player to the under-23s to train with the reserves if there is a professional problem. That is typically the only time when you will see that happen. Um, if a player is out of form, one of the worst things that you could do is saying, you're not playing very well. You're 32 years of age. I'm going to send you to play with the reserves. That's not a good way to manage that situation. So it's not about having the clout or the front to say, look, you're out of form. You're going to go play with the under 23s. That doesn't happen. And that's not going to help a player like a Bamiyang with his personality. That's just not going to work. What you do is you give them a minute at the limelight, you put a Lacazette in place, you put them on the bench and you say, you need to fight for your place back. It's as simple as that. But you don't put them in the under 23s. That is not a, a way to uh, to doing uh, the things in the right way, in my opinion. Uh, Sarvik says, uh, Tom, don't you think White for 50 million is now a great deal? Now that, that's those down the road on the other side of getting Romero for 55. Look, I don't know enough about Christian Romero to tell you if I think he's worth that amount of money at all. I haven't seen him. I haven't watched him. I can't give an evaluation on him. But the fact that they're paying for a non-homegrown centre-back for the same price that we're paying, in fact, around the same price that we're paying for Ben White, is going to mean that next season there is going to be a direct comparison between how those two perform. So let's wait and see. Let's laugh at them if it turns out it doesn't work out for them. But it's a big, big amount of money paid for a defender that is still, in my mind anyway, as someone who feel like I'm pretty well across plenty of football, that hasn't been raved about. I haven't heard massive things about him um whatsoever i've seen a few people went oh he's got a couple of inform cards on fifa but you know <laughs> what does that mean so uh yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes maybe it turns out to be a great signing for them but i'm hoping ben white absolutely blows that deal out of the water absolutely uh christian says i'd take Erdogan over madison it would mean we have more to spend on other areas that we need also saw a picture of Grealish holding a number eight shirt at the emirates yeah i mean amazing photoshop skills from whoever produced that picture Amazing indeed. So there you do. Um, Babu says, Romero is a decent defender, but not for 55 million euros. Uh, Nikhil says, Tom, should we be targeting a striker who's better in the air? Abamyang and Lacazette are too wasteful. I'm not sure because do we produce enough chances in the air, Nikhil? I'm not sure we do. Tierney puts in a few crosses each game. I'm not sure that we do put enough crosses in the bots to really say that that should be a priority of a characteristic in a striker. I might be wrong. But I just don't think it's enough for me to say, yeah, 100% we should commit to that being, 
you know, a characteristic that, that we are going for. Samuel says, 920 watching and only 144 likes. Come on, people, smash that like button if you hate Tottenham. If you could smash the like button, people, I really would appreciate the support. Thank you so much for everyone that is tuning in. I'll be back in about an hour and a half time with Ask Blog, if you weren't aware, so make sure you tune in for that. Uh, Abd says, talk about Latara. We've talked about Latara. You may need to scroll back through the video uh, to find out where we've talked about it. Neil says, if Aziz gets more minutes, I'm okay not to address the centre midfield position. I mean, I still think we need to address the position, but you never know. It could block the path of a potentially top-class player in Aziz coming through. So that's certainly one to keep an eye on. We are going to wrap things up there, people. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. As I said earlier on in the show, I'll be having a chat with Askblog, a.k.a. Andrew, um, in about an hour and a half's time. So do make sure you tune in in 90 minutes to get that content. We're going to be talking about Madison, Erdegaard, the right-back situation, Joe Willock, Granit Xhaka's new contract, Lautaro Martinez, Bruno Guimaraes, and plenty more. So make sure you do indeed tune in in 90 minutes time drop a like on today's video to show your support for the channel as always do please go vote for us in the football content awards and if you'd like the opportunity to come on the show and join our discord server then join up as an expert member or as a tgt ambassador and you can indeed do that by clicking the links in the description if you'd like to vote for us outside of twitter there is also more information in the description of today's video as well thank you so much guys if you don't tune in for that i'll see you later on tomorrow morning for your next update show it's an absolute pleasure as always and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection order now on the mcdonald's app for your mc delivery you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.